Welcome everybody to season two, episode seventeen of the movement. The movement. All right, we are here. We are officially live. We throw people off with that one, Nana. So we gotta let people know who we are, though. Uh, we we got a great show for you lined up today, man. I, I cannot wait to have this conversation. The conversation is already getting deep. All right, and we haven't even started the show yet, so you already know what kind of day is about to be. Uh, first of all, let me introduce the co-host. You got Yusuf in the back, uh, just tr- about to run the ad whenever it's ad time. Uh, then you got Ramsey, the nephew Ramsey. Uh, been playing well lately for Hanley International Academy. Check out the video posted um, on Thursday. You know, Ramsey's out there. Good game. I'll call it a good game. He's out there dropping buckets. I think he had 27. Got to give a shout-out to Ramsey. Yusuf, want to give him a round of applause because it was a quiet, solid 27. All right, shout out to Rambo. And then you got Zach Big General. You know, yesterday we recorded the Fortson versus Belleville game, high school game of the week. will be posted tomorrow, inshallah, so look out for that one. Uh, Zach did all right with the camera. Solid. I appreciate him, though, for being there with me as well. Of course, you got myself, Omar T, in the building. Shout out to Hamza and Ali. They're not in the building today, but, you know, they'll be here eventually. The guest for today, though. Is a good friend of ours, the legend in Hamtramck, Bosnian, uh, the Bosnian sniper. All right, the Bosnian <laughs> shooter. I like that. Shout out to Nadis. You want to give him a round of applause? My man Nadis is in the building today. Thanks for having me, yo. Of Appreciate course, you. of course, man. Looking forward to the conversation. So today we're talking about keeping a diverse circle. All right, you know, we grew up in Hamtramck, a lot of diversity in the city. Uh, so we're going to talk about why it's so important to have those people in your circle. Before we start that conversation, though, be sure to subscribe to our pages. You can follow us on all of our socials under one name, which is Oz Media YouTube. Subscribe, Facebook, Instagram, and even TikTok under Oz Media. If you want to listen to the show later, you can listen to it on app on Spotify Podcast under Oz Media. And if you want to call in, our number is 313-306-1750. Again, 313 313-306- 061750. Feel free to call in if you'd like to say hello and comment on what it is that we're talking about. And then we got to give a shout out to our sponsors The Balkan House, Hanley International Academy, Kahwa House, BC Adhesives. We appreciate all for Yusuf. Can we give a shout out to Kahwa House right quick before we get this show on the road? The Kahwa House. The Kahwa House is the first coffee shop of its kind. The Kahwa House is a family business established in 2017 for the sole purpose of providing the best quality Yemeni coffee with no added preservatives, artificial additives, or flavors. You can stop by Kahwa House to try their famous Yemeni latte, Adani Shahi, Mafawad, and Jubani coffees. You can also stop by to try their delicious pastries, such as the Yemeni favorite sebaya, their sembusas, and their new menu item, Everything Mini Bites. There are currently four Kahwa House locations, with two of them coming soon as well to make it a total of six. There are four locations in West Dearborn, East Dearborn, Williamsburg, New York, Lombard, Illinois, with two new locations coming in Canton, Michigan, and Petersburg, New Jersey. So no matter where you're at in the country, be sure to stop by a Kahwa House and get a glimpse of what the Yemeni culture is all about. All right, so we already got a first shout-out from Tadak Kustovich, said... Oh, yeah, Nadis. Is that Tarek Tarek? Yeah, that's Tarek, man. My little guy, Lil T, man. Shout out Lil T. You call him Lil T? Lil T. Uh, his, uh, my brother's actually dating his girlfriend. Oh, okay. Sorry, my brother is dating his sister. Okay. His girlfriend, yeah. <laughs> his girlfriend. That's yeah. kind of weird, huh? I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, but shout out to T. Giving the shout out. We appreciate you. Yusuf about to join us. Come on in, Yusuf, and join us. Uh, but yes, so welcome, Nadis. Thank welcome you. to the show. First of all, thank you, man, for being out here. I know the ride wasn't wasn't close. You know what I'm saying? I ain't know it was that far, but I appreciate you for coming out. 
out here. For certain people, man, you make that trip, you know. So Th- I there appreciate you. Go. you. I appreciate you, man. Thank so you. first of all, can you tell people, you know, what is it about yourself? What do you do, and what, you know, with life and everything like that? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, obviously my name is Nadis. Um, I grew up in Hamtramck with O. You know, uh, we go way back. Um, uh, currently, right now, I, I do work for Rocket Mortgage. Uh, I'm a, an executive banker right now. I do mortgages, um, home lending, refinancing. So if you guys need anything, reach out to me. Um, uh, you know, just just grew up in a, in a city that um, really brought a lot of you know great things to me personally. Um, you know, growing up with like I said, people like oh, you know, people that were in a different community, different than me, um, really made me who I am today. But um, yeah, I live in Shelby Township right now, which is on the outskirts of Hemtramck. I moved out there with my family about four years ago. So um, yeah, I mean, you know, simple lifestyle. You know, I try to be better as I get older, be a better person for the community, for myself, for my family, and uh, just be a role model, man. So yeah, that's just a little bit about me. You know, Nadis is also a humble dude, man. He's a, he, he, he's, he's a guy that, like I called him the shooter, the Bosnian shooter, Bosnian sniper. Uh, you know, played ball for high school, Hemtramck High School. He was just telling, average 26 uh, his senior year. Played D2 ball as well, for collegiately. So, you know, he, he has that track record of being an athlete as well. So, shout out to my man, Nadis. Appreciate that. Doing his thing out here, man. And, of course, we got Yusuf. What's up, Yusuf, man? Uh, I don't think we've had you on the mic for a long time. How you been, bro? I've been good, man, you know. I'm happy to be on the show with the great guests we have, and I'm just I'm ready to hear some advice and things like that. <laughs> we they come here for their advice, Nadis. By the way, uh, Zach, you know what's up? How you been? Everything good? Yeah, you know same thing as you said. You know, <laughs> ready for a good day? Yes, sir. Ramsey, you good? Ready for a good day? All right, let's get it rolling. Let's get it rolling. So, Nadis, you kind of talked about it. You kind of mentioned it, but why is it important? To you know, have that diverse circle, that diverse group of people within your circle, within your friends group, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know, oh, I think it's extremely important. Um, you know, growing up in Hamtramck, first and foremost, um, you know, diversity I feel like leads to a level of success that you guys aren't seeing right now, right? Um, every single day I go into work, I have people that I deal with that are different color, different race, different religion, that I you know respect wholeheartedly to this day. Um, you need to open up your, your circle. Be comfortable being uncomfortable, right? That's first and foremost. You know, we tend to shy away from those conversations to have with other people that are different from us or to even be their friends, right? I'm Bosnian, right? So it, the norm, right, would be to hang out with Bosnian people and just be in that group collectively. Um, I was never like that growing up. Omar can attest to it. You know, I have friends who are African-American. I've had friends who are Yemeni, Lebanese, you know, Bosnian, um, Albanian, the list goes on and on. Thank, but thankful for him, Tramick, for allowing us to not even have to go far amen. away to have those that friends group, man. Yeah. Because it's a blessing, man. People don't understand. Like, you know, we can understand so many different parts of the world just because of our city. Absolutely. You know, there's people that have to go on Google to find out what this country is about and stuff like that. Like, we got a chance to experience it, man. I 100%. Make sure I threw that out there, too, man. 100%. Yeah, I was going to mention, like, you know, if you guys didn't know this, you know, I did some research also. Um, Hamtramck is the most diverse city in, in Michigan. Over 20-some ethnicities in Hamtramck. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, arguably it could be the most diverse city in the country. I don't, I haven't, I don't I haven't looked at that statistic yet, but I agree with you, man. I, I really sit there and reflect like, man, we have to be one of the most diverse cities in the country. You have to be, uh, you know, and, you know, that's, <laughs> you know, we grew up, we grew up in the city, you know, and we don't, you don't realize that. You don't realize that, that that blessing that you guys actually have to not be ignorant, you know, because, you know, ignorance to me is, is 
in a sense, it's, it's not knowing. It's not knowing. And we're blessed to know other people who are different than us. And it's in your backyard. It's right next door to you. How, how close is a Hamtramck house to a different Hamtramck house? Too close for some people. Too close for some <laughs> people, right? Catches on fire, probably catch that second house on fire too, God forbid. But, um, you know, I, I grew up with Omar. You know, Omar was two years older than me. We used to walk to school together sometimes, you know, and, you know, those things I remember. High school, you know, just learning words, learning cultural things, learning things that I personally go into a day-to-day that other people might not know. You know, they're like, hey, how do I, how do I, how do I come up to a Yemeni person and, and greet them and their family? How do, how do I, you know, not people ought to know that you can't shake a Muslim woman's hand, right? You can't go up and say, give her a hug and or shake her hand like you may with, with other cultures. That's a thing that you have to know and understand because it's a respect thing at the end of the day, right? And not knowing it, it's, it's okay, but it, it's also an excuse because you, you have to be able to sit back and be like, okay, this person's different than me. I know they're different than I am. How do I approach that situation and make myself feel comfortable, open, and also respectful at the end of the day? Like those three things, if you do that, you're never going to offend anybody and always be comfortable and you know, just, just have that conversation with them. Listen, man, I love what you're saying and I, I love the perspective that you took it with just basic human interaction because when I got the question, I kind of took it as growing as an entrepreneur or a business or, you know, a just as a worker, an employer. You know, when, when you, let's say your person that you're working for is... Muslim or Arabic and you, they, they, he introduces you to his family and you say, you know, you do that. Like how much respect does he have for you now that you know that how culturally that, you know, that's something that what they do. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Uh, networking. Networking. Like I, I always tell these guys, for example, like just this is a minor example, but just, you know, look at our gold sponsors. Okay. You got, you know, you got BC Adhesives, American, Wisconsin family. You know, you got, I don't even care see what's next to BC, the Balkan House, Bosnian European. You know, you got Kahwa House, which is Yemeni, and then you got Hanley, another American uh, based company. Like, you know, one out of our four of my gold sponsors are not Yemeni, who I am. You know, like the support that you can get, the networking that you can have, that you limit yourself when you are ignorant. And I love what you said, man. Ignorant is just not knowing. That's what it comes down to, realistically. Like, people say, oh, they're ignorant, and people get offended really what it is is just it's not knowing not being educated on something you know and and so it is your your duty to kind of educate yourself especially when you're an adult you know young kids they could be ignorant because it's just what they've been taught but when you're an adult you know you know that you can get out there and and, and get educated on certain things man and so like having that relationship with people you know with that and within your circle growing you know, learning from them. You know, we're going to tell stories later on, too. Like, I'm looking forward to that stuff. But, like, you know, I'm happy that you brought the human aspect of it because I was thinking of it more of, like, the, you know, business, entrepreneur aspect of it. And this is just many ways of how it can benefit you. Absolutely. You know? 100%. And, you know, you hit the nail on the head. You know, it, it, business, too. You know, business, too. It's very important. You know, um, I, in my career, in my lifetime, I, I've been very successful. I'm not, not to knock my horn, but uh, to my own horn. But I've been very successful with what I've been able to accomplish. And that's because I'm, you know, I come into a room and I treat every man the same exact way. You know, utmost respect. You know, I have my demeanor. I have my own, you know, 
my, my self-worth. I know what I bring to the table. I know what kind of person I am. But I'm also going to come in there with, a, with my mindset, with my diverse mindset of where I grew up in. And I'm going to use that to hopefully spread the worth, spread the knowledge, and, you know, gain, you know, future business network, like you said, right? You know, you never know. I talk to people on the phones all day. That's my job. Hey, how you doing? This is Nadis from Rocky Mortgage, right? You know, what's your name? Builds that conversation. Yep automatically and you start talking about well where's that from you know that's a unique name i've never heard of that before goes down that rabbit hole i grew up in bosnia i came here when i was a little baby you know there's a big war um people respect that you know and then you, you you just you just inspired a life you just you just taught that person something that they probably didn't do anything about they're in idaho somewhere where they probably never seen a muslim person in their life yeah you know it's a small thing but it's bigger than you know, bigger than what it really is. Honestly, bigger than what we probably can even know. Yes, you know, right in front of us. It's not right there in front of us, but it's 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 there. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying? absolutely. What are your thoughts, Yusuf? You want to chime in right quick? You know, importance of having a circle and stuff like that. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Like, you want to? Yeah, I could say um, definitely. It's very, very. I want to say it's a blessing that we did go to Hamtramck, um, where you know, very diverse, like you guys said. Um, it just. You know, I never really took it for granted because, you know, I'm in Hamtramck the whole time. And like you guys said, people don't have that experience. And I'm just happy that I was a part of it, really. Yeah. These guys' lives are still young. So obviously they can't really see how the benefits of it, probably more and more as they get older, they'll, they'll realize the benefits of it. Zach, you want to comment on that? Yeah, I think it's very important, especially going to schools with, you know, all these different people. I feel like, you know, as like as like right now, like kids, we don't, we don't think about it as like, they're different than they're just we're doing the same school, you know, just like, I'll talk to this person how I talk to this person, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like a different thing to us. And because I feel like that's how that's how we was raised in the German, you know, that's how we, was, you know what I'm saying? No, for sure. I agree. I agree. And, and that's what that's the best. And that's the best part about it is that it's normal. It's yeah. so normal there that like, you know, and, and it's, it's crazy to me because, you know, you'll hear. You know, even growing up, we've had fights. It was, you know, ethnicity fights. It happened. Yeah. People fought. But believe it or not, I think it could have been way worse, bro. Jeez. Like, it, it could have been to the point where, like, you know, a whole background might just leave and not want to come. Like, it could have been bad. And I think we dealt with it. We grew with each other. We accepted it. Obviously, with, with every change, is going to be, you know, people trying to stand and, 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 you know, still keep their grounds. But... I, I think it's impressive. Like you said, it's normal. It's normal. Hundred percent. Everything's normal, you know. You, Omar, you said you said it. You said you said it perfectly there. Um, you know, it could have been a lot worse. I, I mean, I, I tell people all the time, and you know, I, I give them those experiences. You know, walking out of lunch to go to see lunch or to go into like junior and senior because I was a basketball player, so I would always sit with the older group because the lunches would be separated. Yeah. I'll never forget junior year walking out, man, and seeing like the controversies and you know the fights were just like. Oh my God! You know, having yeah. a police officer. Even though you have those, you know, differences and those arguments and those clashes, there was always that respect. Yeah, it's always that respect. For sure, for sure. Ramsey, what are your thoughts? You want to chime in right quick? Yeah, you know, I feel like it's important to be cool with everybody because, like, like you, you never know when you're gonna meet them again. For sure, Love for that. sure. My Love uncle, that. my uncle Eddie told me, man, he was like, "Listen, you don't have to be friends with everybody." This was when I was gonna get into high school, and I still remember it. One of my favorite advices. <laughs> 
you do not have to be friends with everybody, but keep a good relationship with them. He was like, he used the example of like, you never know. You never know. You don't want to run into them future in life and, and you did somebody wrong or you held on to something that didn't need to be held on. So keep that good relationship with everybody. You know? Never burn a bridge. Yeah. Never burn a bridge. You guys probably heard of the saying, birds of a feather flock together, right? Yeah. Right? Birds of a feather flock together. I want you guys to, to get that out of your mind. Get out of your comfort zone, right? Be comfortable being uncomfortable. Your genuinity when you come across a certain person is going to be very well known. So if you're in your classroom, you see somebody who's different, go up to him, shake his hand, shake her hand or whoever. Hey, my name is Zach. You know, nice to meet you. You know, what's your name? And just open up that dialogue. You're going to see so much fruition in the future for yourselves. Just building that relationship. This person might be your best man at your wedding. man. That's how that's how like, yeah. you know, like seriously. It's a great point because that, that's kind of how it was for me in college. Hemtramck, I was so in my comfort zone, you know, which was obviously very diverse, which was great. But then when I got to college, you know, it was kind of different. You know, it was different because I had to, like, kind of do everything over again, you know, yeah. learn everything over again. And I met some of my best friends, man. Like, till this day, I probably talk to them more than I talk to anybody else because of the fact, one, you know, they have the mindset of life that I like and respect. That's Absolutely. first of all. You know, a lot of people still have the stay-at-home mindset. You know, these guys are growing, trying to grow in life. But, you know, too, because the relationships that we built, opening up, saying, hello, you know, this is who I am. You know, I, I grew up with Americans in college. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I lived with them, and, you know, they wanted to learn more about me, and I wanted to learn their lifestyle. Because, you know, what's funny is that in, in Hemtramck, we had so much diversity, <laughs> but we really didn't have Americans. Yeah. No, we didn't, yeah. You know what absolutely. I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, I learned the American way more than what I learned probably the 18 years I was living in Hemtramck, you know, or Hemtramck, Detroit. And then going to college, I learned the American way because I seen, you know, the way that their style was. Isn't and, that crazy, yo? Yeah, for sure. Like, I realized that in college, I was like, man, like, this is, you know, yeah. this Same is what here. it is. This is what it is, man. So, you know, we kind of talking about it and uh, mentioning these stories. And feel free to, like, to jump into a situation that, you know, story in the past, because I know we were kind of chiming in about some of the stuff, man. You know, funny thing about Nadis is uh, when he said we grew up together, you know, I remember days where he was still in elementary school. You know, he had a coach that used to coach us in baseball, so asked us to come help out with basketball. So we used to come out and help out in basketball. And, you know, Nadis at a young age always had a shot. <laughs> yeah. Always was a shooter, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's all I could do, man. No, all around player now, but... You know, so seeing him grow and stuff like that, man. Like, and, and by the way, the friends that I was with was an African American, and it was like another Bosnian. We used to go there and help out. Like, it, it was just it's it's great. And honestly, I, I think we take it for granted of how um, normal things like that were, you know, and still are kind of till this day. I think I was bringing up the uh, the Jason days, huh? When we had Coach Jason as, yeah. as a, oh my god, I, that guy. I don't know where he's at right now, but yeah. he. He he probably made me love basketball. To be honest with you, yeah, it's a great coach, yeah, great he coach. Was. He was. He was a good baseball coach too. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, I think I was in nine nine years old. I believe it was when I started playing basketball at Dickinson West, and my house is right around the corner. Now Kniff Liberty, by the way, that's where Kniff Dickinson West, that building used to be. Well, Kniff Liberty is now that building, but that used to be oh, right there across the firefighter. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. there. That was so, my old elementary yeah. school. Yeah, you Dickinson know, West. West is now the portable, the portables of Kashishko. Yes, that I know. Yeah, yeah. My brother actually went there too um, okay. when they first originally tra transferred over there. So okay. that's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but you know, I remember walking, you know, down the street, you know, right around the corner after school, nine years old, 
my dad was at work, you know, working, trying to make a living here. You know, we weren't very rich growing up. Um, obviously, everybody can attest to that. It was a tough yeah, time. Sure. You know, we came here, migrated um, as refugees. And I'll never forget, by myself, man, backpack on, basketball in my, in my, in my, uh, in my backpack and walk in, have that little side gym open. Jason would be there. It was like, oh, man, I, you still remember and cherish those days. Nine years old, man. Nine years old, you remember that? And, and that's like what made, I remember crying, like losing to, so competitive. Like, so com- he would make you so competitive that you would want to win. And he would motivate you always there always so good oh he's still i mean still a great basketball player um but he was older than me two years older and these guys were older vincent and uh these other guys and i looked up to them because i was like i wanted to be better than them and they always respected me because i was a good kid like i was i knew how to play the game but they were just older than me you know when i was just trying to you know you build up you, you, you build up this you know this sense of this sense of like competitiveness but also the will and the wants to be better than them right you want to be so much better than them well, you can't you're, you're young they're, they're older they're, they're middle school going to high you know yeah. you're, you're still in elementary you know so you can't really compete but um that's what really kind of brought me and O together and then we just i remember the van pulling up to my house sliding doors my mom's like who's this guy picking you up and it was a car full of you know it was black and he you know it yeah. was like Where's this guy taking my son? Shout out to Wesley, by the way, too. Wesley. Shout out to Wes, man. Yeah. Shout out to Wes. Great but yeah, guy. we would always be together and, uh, you know, go out there and just, you know, just have fun, man. Just play. Go out to the ballpark. Go up somewhere in the suburbs, like, open and just play. Just have fun. And, you know, I wish you guys could have that nowadays. Like, the kids growing up nowadays, that iPad and, and those technologies. To be honest with you, Goodness man, gracious. you can't even trust kids to walk around the corner, man. Yeah, that too. That too, man. It's weird, man. Like, I mean, I hope kids still do walk around the corner every now and then because it's like, you got to man them up sometimes. or right. but. I see why parents don't. You know, it's weird out here these days, man. We yeah. But we still go outside, though. Like on our block. Let's say that was your block. Yeah. So our block, they still held it down because, sure. you know, we tried to motivate them. And they were, you know, they're athletes. I haven't lied. They do play sports. They do. So they did it. But in general, to me, I, you don't see that normal. Yeah. You know? They also had, you know, older brothers going up, you know, who were big into sports. Yeah. That plays a factor, man. I play, my brother's, like I said, you know, I talk about him all the time. He's a great soccer player. You know, kid's, kid's phenomenal, you know. But... The thing is, you know, nowadays, if you're if you're a single kid growing up, first first child, that that parent is so focused on working, making you know good money, or focused on their careers, they hand that iPad to that kid, and the kid just sits down, and that's all they do. You know, they're smart kids because you know they go on ABC, whatever, whatever they do. But I look at it, and I'm like, if I, I don't have kids yet, all you do, yeah, God willing, when I do, um, you know, knock on wood, but I'm I'm gonna try to refrain from that as best as I can, you know. Ball in hand, football, baseball, I don't care what you do. Just go outside, man. Go outside. Be somebody. Be, you know, go get your hands on scrape your legs. Have some fun. That's a lost art, man. And, and it's another thing that, you know, I'm sure people realize that, but, you know, I'm seeing it more and more nowadays that it's kind of going away. Yeah, for sure, man. And that's, trust me, that's conversations that we can uh, have. Yeah. Because it's something that, it's, it's scary to me, too, because I keep saying that we're starting to finally see the iPad age group kids become adults, you know, because... You know, I feel like your brother's generation, his generation, and stuff like that, where now they're starting to get into the adult world, and it's like, we'll see what happens. You know, we don't have statistics yet because it's, it's just entering the adult world. Yeah. So we have to wait, like, another 10, 15 years to see, like, how does this really Work and change? affect us. Yeah, and affect us. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see how that goes, man. But my next question is, what do people miss out on when, you know, when, when they don't have that diverse circle? Uh, I'm going to let the young fellas maybe start this one off. Like, what do you think people miss out on? Oh, you want Zach to start off? Yeah, uh, so go ahead, Zach. I think the di- different perspective, you know, like different, yeah. like, 
different like you know backgrounds you know different like stories and different like how they was raised you feel me you're probably so close from your friend you know that's the same race as you you know you different perspectives you know? yeah. Yeah, you know what i'm saying yeah that's, that's what you must saw spell it zach <laughs> got you right now p don't do it perspective what up, what up? got the s in there man bro i S-P. said i said s bro <laughs> come on bro <laughs> Shout it's a tough that. word, man. Yeah. Tough word. yeah, you know. All right, but no, I agree though. I agree with what he said though. Definitely different perspective. Ramsey, do you have something that you want to add on to Same that? Thing. All right, Yusuf, you want to add on anything like that or no? Uh, I want to say um, it's it's more of a, like if 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 you're not with a diverse group, it's more of a mindset where, um, you know, I want to say I don't want to go into this, but I do feel like people think of other people based off how they're raised. So I do think that. If they can't see that for themselves, they'll go by whatever they're taught. Yeah. So I do believe that having that diverse group will give them their opinion on what they see and what they believe. Yeah, I agree with that, man. No, it's a great way of showing what you actually stand for. And, like, as people of different color, different race, different religions, it's almost our duty to do this. Because you don't want people in Idaho to think that Muslims are a certain way. You know what I'm saying? You don't want people... I always mention random states. I say South Dakota, but it's funny. Idaho is definitely one of the states I also mention. Like, I'd be like, what do you think some random guy in South Dakota, South Dakota thinks of Muslims? Yeah. So it's like, that's why it's said... In, like, it's almost a requirement, and it's our duty to show people who you are. You know, being good to the neighbor. It's a requirement in every religion. It says, you know, you know being good to your neighbor is important so that people can know what you actually stand for and not just assume what the television is telling them or what social media is telling them. So I agree, Yusuf. Absolutely, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, great. That's a great question, though. I mean, if you don't have diversity in life, you're, you're in a bubble. That's how I like to look at it. You're in, you're in, you're in a bubble that's, that's just, you know... Only to yourself. Only to yourself, man. You know, um, I tell people all the time, like, some of my best friends and brothers... Are, are different than, than Bosnians. You know, they're not they're not Bosnian. They're either Albanian. You know, I have some Chaldean friends, um, Yemeni, Lebanese, who I can call at any time of the day, any time of the night, reach out to them and say, "Hey, man, I need you. Can you come and you know do this for me or whatever?" Versus maybe somebody who's Bosnian wouldn't even answer the phone. It's not about that. You know, it's not about that. You know, we have to get out of that bubble, get out of that bubble, get that perspective from other people that you know reach out to them and just kind of figure out, you know, what their, what their lives are like, you know, what their lives are, are, are based off of. And you'll be surprised how similar we really are. We're not that different. You know, the only thing that separates us is this and our beliefs, but just because we're different as far as our beliefs go, doesn't mean we're different as far as people goes. We're all the same. We all, we all think the same. We eat the same. You know, we, we do the same things on a day to day. We brush our teeth the same. We put our socks on the same, all that stuff is, is minuscule things, but in in retrospect, I uh, you know, and I bring I bring this back to to my high school days too, man. You know, going into a school that was so many different people, like color was not a thing. Color was not a thing, though. Like, it really it never, wasn't. It really wasn't. You no, know, I didn't look at oh, like Yemeni. I'm not having a friend. You know, my yeah. mom's not gonna. You know, I like though. I was. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I really think like you'd be like oh, but some people did not. I mean, really, like not a lot of people really looked at it like that. It was more of like, you know, you just hung out with your people. If they happen to be Bosnian, it's okay because you still would hang out with anyone else. If it happened to be Yemeni, it's okay. Like, you kind of just 
hung out and it just kind of just went about your day like really we didn't really think about it either no never never you know and, and you know sports I, I love sports this is why i love sports right that's what really brings people together yeah yeah okay. and somebody said this i was watching i was li- listening to a podcast i think it was Deion sanders and um, uh, he, you know, shout out Colorado, Colorado Buffaloes out there. That was a huge hire for them. He, he, they're here. I got a brand. Uh, our assistant principal at Hanley, who's been on the show, Brian Dunn. Um, he, I saw him. It said uh, Prime. Prime time. Yeah. Prime or something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. And it, it was in Colorado color. I was like, oh, he already got this brand out. Yeah. Yeah. He already got shirts coming. Out. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's changing that culture dramatic, uh, drastically, yeah. but. And I sat with, I sat and I, I listened, I watched, it was about 45 minutes, I was going to listen to the whole thing, but he said something like, he was so, he was smiling the whole time, he was like in a good mood, and, and Dion's always that guy, like it's a great motivator, if you ever you guys want to, you know, listen yeah. to a coach, that's a coach, he was a former football player, not a long time coach, so he doesn't have much experience, but look at the success he did at Jackson State, in such a short time frame, you know, I think they went to the yeah, conference they, championship yeah, they, or yeah, something. They, they did great. And not only that, not, uh, football aside, all the other stuff he's brought to that school. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You know absolutely. You know, changed the culture, essentially. Yeah. But um, needless to say, he said something to me that about DeMar Hamlin that, you know, is going to tie into this whole diverse aspect. When that guy went out, right, I was sitting down and I'm watching the game and it's two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, five, ten minutes, you know, people are weeping and crying. The next day, what did you see on social media? Everybody came together. Everybody came together. Everybody brought themselves together. Everybody was loving. Everybody was about Demar. It like brought the country together in a sense. Yeah. You know, and he mentioned like in that in that podcast, I wish we could all be like this all the time. Like not separate ourselves because of of, of different, you know, religions, cultures, races, you know. We're all the same. We're all the same. Why does why does a tragic event have to happen for us to come together? Like what's really separating us? You know, it's 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 bad media. It's you know things that we see. You yeah. know, you know. Unfortunately, sometimes how you're raised too. Yeah. In a sense, um, but like I said, for for you guys, the younger generation, and, and I tell my brother this all the time, and he's very, he has a lot of different friends, and I love that. He still drives from Shelby to Hamtramck to hang out with his Hamtramck friends, which I have a lot of respect for. You know, like that's just you know it's the character, the character yeah. of him. Some people leave the the hood, they go to the suburbs, they forget where they came from. I'm not like that either. You know, I always say I cherish. I'm from Hamtramck. Yeah, Hamtramck will always be dear to me because that's who I am today. And I don't think I'm a pretty bad guy. What do you think? Oh, You're a great guy. Thanks, man. Great I appreciate guy. it. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, <clears throat> it speaks numbers for itself because you know, obviously, hard work and all that other stuff plays a big factor with it. But always stay true to your roots. Always stay true to where you came from. Stay true to your family. Stay true to who you are. And, and don't ever change. I don't care if you live in an $8 million house in, in West Bloomfield, Michigan, or, or Birmingham. Always remember that you came from Hamtramck. That's why you're in West Bloomfield. That's why you're you know, rich or successful or you graduated with a doctorate degree. It's because of Hamtramck. There's so many lawyers. Like, you know, I mean, my cousin, she yeah. just recently got married. She's a lawyer, Michigan State grad. You know, Hamtramck. Abraham Ayash. I just want to mention to him because I, I saw him on the podcast last time and I was actually, you know, I was watching it. Um, Did you graduate with Abe? Yeah, Abe, Abe was our, uh, I think, valedictorian. There you go. Wow. Same school, here. School president, 29 years uh, old. He was he was the guy. He was that guy before he's even that guy. I yeah. told people, like, he was always going to be this guy. Like, it was it was written, you know. Me and Abe got a funny story. Go ahead. You wanna, oh, my is God. Is it appropriate, though? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. It, oh it's appropriate. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was, I look back at it now, and I just laugh now. Like, it's just things that kids do. But we had a, a junior... Uh, what's it called? What, what did we do when we went to the float? 
Yeah, like those floats when we went to the homecoming yeah, yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. You remember that? I don't know if you remember that, but yeah. I had a, my dad had a red truck. Okay. And our motto was red. Like we had red, seniors were blue and green and whatever. What sophomores were yellow. Like we had these colors. So and they're like, anybody have a red truck that we can like tie the, the tow hitch on? And, and Abe was the president and stuff. And I didn't really get involved. Like they were hitching it on and somebody was standing on it and like popped the hitch up and it scraped my dad's car. Oh, man. <laughs> so I'm like yelling at Abe. I'm like, hey, man, like who's going to pay for this, all this? And uh, I actually saw Abe at the mosque um, when it was Ramadan last That's time. Funny. I shook his head and I'm like, you know, we just kind of just talked a little bit. I'm like, you hey, still going to pay for that? Uh. <laughs> no, no, Mrs. Horn paid for that. <laughs> really? <laughs> she, gave me a, she gave me a check because she was like our, our school, okay. uh, whatever it was. But, uh, you know, we look back, we laugh on it now. But, yeah. uh, you know, those kind of things, you know, it happens, you know. But it, it brought us, it brought us like, a, not together, but, you know, it, it was a mistake that happened. You know, I was a kid. I didn't have money to pay for it. And I was like, how is it going to get fixed? Something so small and minuscule that I like, I look back and I'm embarrassed on to even like, yeah. you know, but all, he's like, I mean, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I trust shout out to Abe though. You know man. how it is. You know how it is with daddies, man. You know how it <laughs> oh man, he didn't you know even what? know that I even took the trip. Oh. <laughs> that's a, that's, that was a, probably a great conversation later on. Dad, if you're watching, <laughs> sorry, but I fixed it. <laughs> all right. Uh, me, uh, what I wanted to say about what do you miss out on I, is very simple for me, and I say you miss out on fun. Okay, then I'm gonna say this because I can't tell you like how much it has shaped the way I think and like how much fun I've had growing up with Bosnians, African Americans, and him trying high school. We had so much fun with each other, Polish people, Rafal. You know, they, I remember Rafal was was my was my was our guy. Tarek, Tarek was our guy. Like. You know, we used to call them our white boys. I'm not gonna lie. Like that was, you know, we used to hang out 24/7 with them. Eldon, uh, all these guys, Wesley. You know, so these guys, all the different people, Vincent. You know, Meech. I brought up a story about Meech. I'd be like, I feel like a couple shows ago, was a running back. Uh, I actually was the one when I did with Gubin and all of them. Uh, you know, Meech was the running back on our high school. Me and him, when football season, we was like best friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. you know how sports bring you together. You may sound on fun, but what I also want to say is this, like when you meet diverse people, you're interested about obviously where they're from and stuff and they tell you about it and then you kind of want to travel. Like I'm a big travel person, even though I haven't traveled much yet. I'm trying to get my life together and stuff like that. But my goal is to travel a lot because I love travel. I love seeing different places. And when you're so confined to one certain thinking in one certain place, you don't even think about like leaving the city in a way like man i know people that have never left hamtramck or never left dearborn or detroit you know what i'm saying and it's like there's so much to the world out there like that's why do you think you know allah god blesses us with this beautiful world it's for us to like explore and see and to learn you know Amen. and to learn and to me it's like when, when you when you're missing out on fun when you, when you don't get that diverse group when you don't open your mind up to that diversity and there's so much out there in this world like if, I, if there's one thing i want to tell anybody out there it's it's explore explore whatever that means to you if it's reading about it if it's learning about it if it's knocking on your neighbor's door and, and learning about them and how they grew up man explore traveling because it's uh I think that's what life is all about, ultimately, you know? Like, when you make money and you do all that, yeah, you want to give back, but, like, what are you actually doing with what you have? Are you actually enjoying it? Are you just saving up for an inevitable day that might not, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are, you know, so enjoy it, you know? Explain. Oh, Omar, I mean, I look at it this way, you know, as I'm getting older, and you guys will realize, hopefully you will, you know, as I get older every single day um, and the years, I'm about to turn 29, actually, here in February, so... My mindset changes every year, you know, for the better, thank God. You know, I'm trying to better myself in a more retrospect to you know, my family, of course, but on a bigger scale, 
on a bigger scale like how can i how can i make this world better how can i make you know have tramic better you know we were talking about coaching and stuff and things like that like that's that's that could be a big thing you know bringing like a state championship to the city you know um maybe opening up another mosque or something or you know maybe 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 opening up like a uh, like my dad actually he owns a soccer club out um right now that he built for little kids kids are like five not five i'm sorry like nine ten eleven twelve and you know, he's got about three four teams and like that brings the community together yeah it brings the bosnian community and he's not just bosnian kids he's got yeah. kids of all different races everybody's welcome you know yeah. does, you know but those are just little things small things that can make a big big difference and um you know obviously omar omar i have a lot of respect for him almighty this guy's you know as you know done a lot of six i mean look at this you know this is this is amazing like not a lot of people can do this you know just to be very honest with you this is not easy you know as much as you make it look easy it's not um but this could you know this platform that you've created you know inspiring people you know just making a difference in the world you know making a difference in hamtramck some kids watching this might wake up the next day and have a different perspective you know we, we can talk for two hours if five minutes you guys hear one thing that I see or Omar says, you know, you guys have it every day. You guys, that's your big brother. You guys should always be listening to him. But, you know, when we really have a serious conversation, when we sit down and we actually have that man-to-man conversation and you actually, like, really listen, not just wait to be heard, but listen. Just listen to what we have to say and then wake up and be like, man, like, what, is he, what did he mean by that? You know, what did he mean? That's, and I always do that to myself. Like, what did, what did that person really, really mean by that? Not just what they said. Like, they could have said it in their own way where it might have not sounded good because it doesn't always have to sound good. Yeah. Right? It doesn't always have to sound, like, perfect and peachy. You might stutter a little bit here and there, but what's the message? You know? So that's just kind of how I... So what, what, we, what, what, the new thing that my sister ta- told me, which I thought was a great idea, because I used to pull clips out of the videos, you know, the YouTube videos, which, you know... I don't know why when you pull a clip out of YouTube, you screen record like the the, the whatever call drops a little bit, you know, the, the viewing of it drops a little bit. So she was like, why don't you take out your phone and start recording? I wish I was recording you on that phone. So I <laughs> use that as a clip, Appreciate but that. I'm going to use your motivation. So I hope you got some motivation at the end. That's the clip I was planning on using, but I wish I was ready when what you just <laughs> said, man. <laughs> Kind of might need you to repeat that. Man. I got no, you. I'll try. I'll try my best. Man. I don't know if I can one up that one. I know. I know. That was a good one, man. That was a good one, man. So uh, let's go with memories. Um, let's go with memories now. Most memorable story that you may have had with someone from a different background than you. Uh, before y'all get that ready, start thinking about that. I want to give a shout out to the second sponsor, which is the Balkan House Restaurant. Since we are, we do have a guy that's Bosnian on the show today. Shout out Balkan House. We gotta give a shout out to the Balkan House, famous for their donut kebab sandwich. But did you also know that the Balkan House, Balkan House, now serves breakfast? Did you also know that 100% of their food is halal? The Balkan House also now have two food trucks. So you can book your next party or event with the Balkan House on wheels. You know, they have two locations, one in Hemtramck, one in Ferndale. Like I mentioned, they have two food trucks. The number to, for, their, for their food truck is 313-262-6234. If you're looking for a nice place to eat with friendly service and great prices, look no further than the Balkan House restaurant. We recently just had the Balkan House commercial. It was funny. We had a good time doing that one, too. Shout out to Juma. Shout out to Hassan. Shout out to all the workers over there at the Balkan House. Great people, man. Uh, that alone, like I could sit here and have a whole show about how much I appreciate the Balkan House and a perfect example of why keeping a diverse friends group is important. Like all of my sponsors, man, like these, these are great people, like they, they, they don't hesitate to help. Like, and they, cause they, they don't see you for your color of your skin. They don't see you for anything other than what are you doing and is it 
like you said, for the community, are you helping? And they don't hesitate to help. And like, you got to build those relationships with people. Obviously, they have to somewhat know you and what you stand for. But ultimately, like, how much like these people have inspired me? Like, I tell them all the time. I was like, you're you you guys being so open and happy to help makes me want to wake up every day and make sure that I'm getting this done. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's literally they they probably maybe feel like that I'm doing that for them and they're really doing it for me too. So appreciate them. Kind of went on a tangent, but I just want to let them know. Anytime I get a chance to, I always try to give a shout out to the to the sponsors because you know how we appreciate them. All right. So memory. Uh, you smiling? I know Yusuf. I don't think Yusuf started yet. Yusuf, what's a memory that you might have with maybe your friends? You know, Yusuf went to Ham High up until his like junior year, I believe, and then went to Cast Tech. So, you know, he had a couple different kind of groups. Sophomore you know, yeah, that's when COVID happened. Oh, uh, sophomore year. I'm sorry, sophomore year. COVID happened. So, sophomore year was his sophomore year. That year, man, it was crazy. I believe it, yeah. Wild. But uh, Yusuf, favorite memory? Oh uh, yeah, I just want to say before I say, I want to say, um. It was, it was shout out to Coach uh, Coach Burns because in middle school, um, you know, he was like my uh, my first coach where, you know, I looked at where um, he didn't play me because, you know, um, I don't know how to explain it, where he actually liked how I played and it wasn't just because I was Yemeni or something, you know. It was, uh, the thing is with Coach Burns is that um, he he brought an element of me where, you know, he just trusted me. You know, I had that trust factor with him. And, and it, even in high school, he coached me in high school. Um, it was great to have him as a coach. But for a memory, I want to say would probably be in uh, high school, my senior year, Cass Tech uh, baseball. Um, it was very diverse. Our team was one, for sure the most diverse team out of the whole league. Um, I remember um, I was in the outfield. And one of my closest friends, Johan, he was playing uh, shortstop. And before the play happened, you know how you could throw someone out in baseball? Yeah. Before the play happened, we literally called it, hey, there's somebody at second, you know, um, uh, just in case, you know, you got to throw the ball cut off. And he knew that I had a strong arm. So I told him I I can make that throw happen to home if he tries to, you know, run that uh, third base and go home. So literally the next pitch, the next batter literally hit the ball in the gap. I literally ran my hardest, grabbed the ball, and he waved someone off the cutoff, which was supposed to be second base cutoff because I was playing right field at the time. Waved him off, threw him at home, man, and then we got him out. Got him out, of course, and then ran back to him. You know, huge jump celebration. Like the game winner? Not game winner, but it was the end of an inning. It was a huge clutch. Yeah, those 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 uh throwouts to me are like one of the most best ways of getting somebody out. Don't you agree in baseball? Yeah. I think baseball throwing somebody <clears throat> out from like the outfield is like, because, you know, shortstop, I mean, snagging a ball, like diving for a ball, getting in, throwing it to first base is obviously great too. Yeah. But I think throwing somebody out is like, because it doesn't happen as much. Shortstops make plays, you know, infield, they get a lot of the balls most of the time. So like the ball getting hit and throwing somebody out at home, especially, you know, throwing somebody out at home, stopping a run from scoring, Definitely, uh, I understand how that can be like a big better one. than a home run. He can't it score. D- it depends. Run, <laughs> it, it depends if you're a home run. Yeah, hitter. he can't score. So he- if you're a home run hitter, yeah. 
uh, it won't be as impactful. Yeah. But if you just hit your first home run, ain't nothing better than hitting a home run. I think so, but that sounds like a... I still believe throwing out some more. Okay. Nah, man, get out of here. Fair man. enough. If, you, if I hit a home run, nah, that's over the fence. I've never hit a home run over the fence, man. Trust me. I wish I never hit one in Little League, in middle school, or in high school. I was more of like a single doubles hitter, make contact, you know? If I ever hit a home run over the fence, it would have probably been number one memory of my life. I agree. I, after everything that I've done, it's for sure because running those bases, that moment where you could just enjoy that moment, like getting so hyped. Like I don't even know how I would react. I'd get so hyped. Shushing the crowd, like if I, you're on a roll or I think something. I'm, I think I'm just getting, now is more rare than home. What do you say? Throwing someone out at home is more rare. It depends on who you are, though. Yeah. Because everybody on the lineup is not a home run hitter. But like an inside a park home run, inside a park home run is not the same. Yeah, it's not the same. But like, because it's not the same. Because like, you're like, you're actually trying to like, it's not like given to you free home. You know what I'm saying? Like, it has it has to be errors for you to score. That's why you're so you know. I want to call it errors. There's some unfortunate you're situations. There when Carlos hit it in the district final. Yeah, I was that there. That was crazy. That was crazy because y'all were acting like it was normal. I, I was over there like he had a home run. I mean, they got happy. Carlos so, hit a home man, run? let me hit a home run in a district final, <laughs> not as... The game will have to be paused for a second. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty huge. In high school, too? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's impressive. They, they all came out clapping, you know, gave him nine and a half. I'm yeah. like, man... They're raised that way, maybe. Yeah, it's maybe normal. He's done that before. Though, but it looked like it was normal. So it's yeah. like, to me... Respect. For me, it would be different, man. Like, I, I honestly, like, that would probably be number one ranking on my life if it was hitting a home run. I don't care if it was Little League, bro. It would have been number one on my life. I you love know. baseball. I've played baseball, I think, only in middle school. I didn't play high school baseball. I was just so focused on, on basketball. Yeah, it was just like, you know, my dad was like, you know, f- focus on one. He was that kind of guy. Give it, a, give it, a, give your all to one. Do you agree with that now? <sighs> no. I, I, agree, I agree with you. I agree. Like, I think at least two. Yeah, I think, I think, cause I think if you're a dual, dual athlete, I think it's, you can't do too much. I don't want to say play four athletes. I'll just for sure wear not you down. four. Three is debatable. Depends on how good you are in that third True. one. True, but I think two should be the norm. Yeah, two. If I mean, whatever, depending on what you play, I mean, you can't go wrong, right? If you're playing football and you're a basketball player, I mean, <laughs> they tie hand in hand. You're gonna be strong on the court. Yeah, people can't really stop you. Soccer, you can be really quick, fast. You know. The thing is, what if you're like a you know high school five star athlete in basketball? Would you still play football? You know, that's all dependent. You know, your coaches play a big factor with that too. They might say you can't play. Yeah. When I say I don't want you to. I mean, I don't know what kind of say so they have in that, but they'll say, "Hey, man, I don't want you to get hurt," because that's that's a factor too. You don't want to get hurt playing. But nowadays, I mean, that's pretty normal. You know, if you got like some really, uh, there's a lot of five star, four star recruits that you're seeing nowadays, right? Yeah. Um, you know, they're they're mostly dual athletes. Yeah. They play two sports. That's good, man. As a recruiter, I, I would like to see that. You know, like to see a different perspective of his game. Yeah. The player's game. You know. Yeah. So it's like it's a good thing to me to play dual athlete. What do you look for? At, I know. I know we're kind of going on a tangent here, but I like it. But what um what would you think? I'm just going to ask you like your perspective. Um, would you rather? What, what do you look for in a player? I'm sorry. Like when you when you're looking on the court, are you looking more so for d- discipline? You know, has that, and we talked about this a little bit ago about a situation. Like, are you looking for a disciplined player, or are you looking for like, oh my god, he's great, but he's a complete? So well, I'm not gonna lie to you. First thing I'm looking for is talent. I'm not even gonna sure because I'm that trying to win good. games. But 100, percent if a player is doesn't have his head on straight, it's a big no no for me. And I've learned this over the years, too, because I was, you know, it's crazy. I've had the most talented teams, and we, we didn't win. And then I had teams that were understood the assignment, and we won. 
and it helped me learn too, and it changed my perspective. I know I'm still young, considered young, so but it changed my whole perspective on how you really can can coach up as long as the talent's good enough. You really can coach him up to buy into the system and to win. You really can. That you really can make a difference. Zach is one of those people that believes coaches don't make a difference. By the way, he always thinks he thinks players ultimately. 90% no, no, it matters, matters higher in you, like in levels. You he thinks mean? professionals? Professionals, 90-10. 90% players, 10% coaches. I, you agree I, with that? I agree. I feel like oh, my high school. But like, but like middle school, say middle school is 60-40. Players? Y- yeah. They still give them players the edge. Like, and then h- higher goals at the higher level, you know? No, 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 So, like, but professionals is, bro, yeah. 90, like, bro. Yeah. Guys, coaches are so important. They are important. Because look at teams that have talent and are, like I said, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Do you watch NFL? I do. Okay, yeah. so Jacksonville was, you know, throw the franchise away last year. Throw the franchise away. Yeah. So many things going on. New staff comes in. They won the division. Because players wasn't performing last year, though. You can't give it back. Okay. Oh, man, they ain't have they ain't have all these players that they came in who Evan even Ingram, <laughs> Christian Kirk, Christian Kirk. You know, oh, they so Jones. We don't want to go all too off topic. Here we're gonna get people upset. We talking about the NFL. yeah, right, right. <laughs> but the thing is that if if the NFL teams, let's say there was no coaches allowed, Jacksonville would have been good. If, if, if they were to just go like play pickup football, they would have been good. That's, well, that's well, the, how that's, would you look at Nadis when so, you're looking? So I'm 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 very realistic, guys. So yeah. like, I, I I agree with both aspects because uh, you know you look at the Lions this year. You know I think Dan Campbell plays a big factor in them being good. Thank you. That's like a motivator, but like not as a coach. Motivator. Though. That's a coach. Yeah. Oh, man. Ben Johnson, our offensive coordinator, is so much better than yeah. so many offensive coordinators. Like oh, our, the way our offense, the way it has gotten so much better, you got to believe that it's something. And obviously, it has a lot to do with coaching. He just had ten percent, you know. But you, like, <laughs> but like it's it's so much of the the players didn't get though, you know. Yeah. Like, it like the offensive coordinators throwing the ball. Yeah. And, like he's but catching he, the ball. What if he's so the, did you remember the Jets play I was telling you when we won the game? Yeah. Okay, it was fourth and That's one. That's a great play call. Thank you. Uh, uh, Jared Goff uh, literally just had to do this. Uh, Ramsey could have done okay, that. Okay, okay, but who, who's And the, you know how Ramsey be doing <laughs> <laughs> You know the linemen. They linemen. Hey, Ramsey, we want a flag football championship with Ramsey at quarterback. I'm just being sarcastic. Is this the one that did 25 and 30? 25. Uh, he's, back, he's having a couple couple 20 bucks. Get 20 points. Yeah, he's... Humble, like, I like that. He's like, yeah, whatever. You know, I, I did that. Good for you, man. That's hey, how's that's... practice on Friday? I know Coach Burns is going off on y'all. Yeah, uh, like people were messing up a lot. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, Coach, this was after a win, but it was an ugly win. I know Coach Burns wasn't too happy. But go ahead, Zach. What are you saying, man? I don't want to go too far off, like I said, man, because we do want to stay on topic. But sure. I just want to quickly ask you what you asked me. How would you evaluate a recruit or a player? Yeah, I, I would recruit him. I, I would, I would actually do exactly as you said, right? You have to be talented, right? Because you're not going to win games with somebody who's not good. Yeah, right. Either. So, but. I, I agree with Mo, with uh, Omar here. Um, you have to have that culture and that discipline. You know, how many five stars do you really see right now transferring and transfer portals in football and, and in basketball? They're five stars, right? Five stars. That's yeah. They're coming out of high school. They're supposed to be this God-given talent. Coaches don't want them. They're cancer. They're cancer to the team. They're not helping the team win. They can be good. They might come in, show up late. You know, you show up late to practice. You're, you're, you're a bad teammate. When I say a bad teammate, you know, you're not lifting him up. You're talking, you're better than him, right? I'm better than you. And every day I come to practice and I'm, you know, I know I'm better than you and I just keep putting you down, putting you down, putting you down. There's ways, you know, like in NBA, Kobe Bryant used to do that at practice and I used to watch a lot of his, like, you know, you probably saw that clip. Saw, yeah. You guys are soft like Charmin. You guys aren't doing anything for me here. I mean, that's the NBA, right? You, you know, at that point, you gotta be a man. You're there for a reason. Figure it out. You get paid. You get paid. I'm not even about that, bro. I don't, I don't like that, bro. 
It was Kobe though. Like nah, there's certain nah, people. I'm not gonna lie to you. Even, no if I, even if I was a player, I'm not gonna lie to you. I would. I would not say anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying something. I'm expecting that. Yeah, I'm. I'm not, if I'm not good, I'm not. You know, I'm gonna obviously I'm gonna try to make you better, but I gotta relate to you different, and I gotta relate relate to him different. If I'm a leader, if I'm a good player, because that might make you. You're gonna help me win. You know, I'm gonna make you win. If if you're like to me, like not a sound like you're talking to me like that. You're having a bad day. Your head's down. You're you're worrying, you're worrying the team, and the coach is like. Like this player, I can make him a four year. In his fourth year, he's going to be somebody great here, right? Just because you're better now, you might leave to the NBA next year. You're a cancer to my team. So I look at it like, okay, you got to be talented. Why do you think Michigan is, uh, oh, sorry, Omar, but Michigan is so successful because we recruit a lot of three star players. If you notice, like the recruiting portals, yeah. they're culture players. They come in there, they listen, they put their heads down, they get to work, and they develop over time. Right, you know, there's programs as the Nick Sabins and all this. I don't want to get down a rabbit hole, but you know, they get all these great players. At that point, I mean, you're just you're just better, and you know, they yeah. also have a culture. But there's other programs, like for example, I'm going to bring up one: Texas A&M. Texas. Texas, yeah. Great, great recruits, five stars, four stars, all coming in. What do they do every year? Eight and three, mediocre year. Eight and you know, nine. That's like, no, not good in college football, unfortunately. You know. Yeah. So, I. Look at that aspect, and I'd rather have five guys who are three stars and five guys who are five stars who, like, who don't listen to me, who just think they're the, the greatest. Yeah, are you coachable? Are you coachable? That's Absolutely. The question. Absolutely. Are you coachable? And if that answer is yes, then come on on board. We can join our team, uh, and, and and let's do that. All right. Uh, I don't think you had it shared your memory. Memory, uh, most memorable yeah. moment. Well, oh, thought about this one. Um, I, it doesn't not, have to be a moment. Like for me, I don't really yeah. have a moment. I think me it's too. just growing up. Growing yeah. up with the people that I grew up with, man. Just. My, my, my Omar was actually in college. Okay. In college. You know, I went to U of M Dearborn, um, played college ball there. And uh, my first year, I went to Bosnia. Uh, I was I was recruited. I already had a trip planned, so I wasn't there for the off season. But I was redshirting that year anyway. Like, I, I was skinny. Like, I wasn't ready for that. I was a good player, but, you know, it's a different level when you got size and stuff. These are just stronger, better than you. You're not – you just can't compete. Just, just how it is. So I, I worked on that year to get my game better, learn the, learn the game, learn the flow and practice, and just kind of work on myself. So we, we had a, a team trip, a team outing. when We went up north. Um, for all of you guys who aren't in Michigan, up north is anywhere three hours north of Detroit for me. That's, that's what I consider up north. But um, Yeah, everybody does. Yeah, right? <laughs> so um, needless to say, we went out there. It was a team bonding trip. Um, we get there. It was six cabins, six, six people to a cabin, or five people to a cabin, I don't recall. And our phones got taken away. Our coach took our phones, and it <laughs> <his> <laughs> right. Oh, man, he ain't gonna take my <laughs> <phone>. <laughs> So phones got put away, and um, you know we, we went in, and you're forced to just learn in, in this cabin. You're sleeping there. It's cold. It's forty degrees outside. It's, it was September, and I was in a room with three other African American guys, and uh, one of the team members on my team, his name was Khalil. Um, he was the only other Muslim on our team. It was just me and him. So going up there, I'm like, dude, like, what are we gonna eat, man? Like, I want, I want to, they're probably gonna eat bacon. <laughs> I don't want to eat bacon. I want to, you know, eggs. Like, how are we gonna, you know? But they cater to us. Like, our coaches were not ignorant. They understand. They had two Muslim players, and they made sure that we had a separate, like, you know, if you guys want to eat this, we got this for you. Like, that was just a small thing. But needless to say, the next day it was a kayak trip or a canoe trip. It was a team bonding. It was one of the most rigorous things I've ever done in my life. It was both mental, physical, and team bonding. Like, it was a very structured thing. I would do that for. for how deep was the water? It got it got up to it got up to twenty thirty feet. Yeah. Oh, really? It got up to it, but there was some shallow areas where it was like two three feet, you know, yeah. shallow up to like your you know your legs. Yeah. But there were some places where you know if you flipped your canoe over, which was very like likely, you awesome. might, which yeah. happened to me. 
while I did that. So like the whole thing in the water was frigid. It was cold. So like the whole key was not to get not to get in the water. So we started. I was with my buddy Brandon Kennedy, um, and like I said, guys, all of my teammates. Like, and that's why I say, if you guys get to play JUCO or any kind of college sports, um, diversify yourselves with your teammates and, and, and just kind of learn, you know, about them. And because these people are probably going to be very successful people in the future. For example, my teammates, there's four pharmacists on our team. We have people who own uh, real estate. Um, one of our, one of my basketball players who actually worked at Rocket. Doctors, like people who are successful. These are my brothers. Like you'll, that bond will forever be with us. Like we hit each other up. Hey man, let's, let's go play, you know, let's go run a game. Like, you know, whatever. You know, we're all like 30, 31, 28, but we still get together. We still got some game left in us, but me and Brandon were in this. Brandon is a white kid from, um, uh, Dearborn. I think he went to garden. He's garden city. I'm sorry. Garden city. So he's close to Dearborn. So he understands a little bit of the culture, but not fully very smart kid, intellectual, great guy. Me and him are like really close friends. So we sat in the canoe together. He was in the front. I was in the back. Now, the back is the steerer, and the front is, like, the, you know, Pe- the peddler, right? So, like, I was just steering. And I, I, first time ever canoeing, I didn't know what, to, what I was doing. You know, I put the life vest on. Like, being, and the whole trip, and that's why I, I always bring this up, is, like, get out of your comfort zone. Get out of your comfort zone. It's, uh, be comfortable being uncomfortable, right? If that's one thing you guys take from today, be comfortable being uncomfortable. I sat in that canoe, and I'm like, God, I hate water. Like, I hate deep waters. I hate I, pool. 20, 30 feet, I'll swim in it all day if I was on, I know I can grab the side. And so we get in there and this was like a, it was a three hour uh, canoe trip, like three hours. Mm. It wasn't, it wasn't like 30 minutes or anything. It was long. Yeah. And he, that was, it's one of the, I forgot the name, Omar. I was trying to, trying to think of it, but I can't, but it was one of the most, it's one of the most rigorous rivers in Michigan. Like people who are very experienced come there to do it. And we're like, we're all college players. Like we don't, we don't know. Yeah. Some players are wilderness and if they grew up in certain areas, they've, they've done that. I would not be a big fan of this. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't, but you know what? Brands in their fun and like me, me and him, he turned around. He's like, dude, we're, we're just not going to flip this over. But it, it's everybody flipped over. Almost everybody flipped over, but we were like one of the last ones we did. He was very like good. He knew what he was doing. So I was, I was very comfortable, comfortable with him. <laughs> yeah. Right. In that canoe. But I'm, I'm also very careful. Like, I'm not going to put myself in a situation where I can control it. So I was just trying to be calm. Like, we were, we were doing a smooth everything. And in that time frame, we're in that canoe, and now we're talking. All right? You're three hours with somebody. i probably known him since I got recruited in maybe two weeks, three weeks, until I got – because I came back from Europe. I came from back, back from Bosnia. And uh, so me and Brandon are in this thing, and, and a memorable moment. We're sitting there, and he just turns around and starts asking me questions, you know, about, you know, where I grew up from, like, Tell me a little bit about yourself, you know, white Muslim. It's not common. Yeah. Right. It's not common. Yeah, for sure. People think, you know, oh, oh my God, I've been in so many situations where people bash Muslims. And yeah. It's so, it's so funny that you say that because uh, Ikram and Dennis, when they came on the show, they, they mentioned that they were like, yeah. many times people would talk to them about that bad about Muslims thinking that they were not Muslims. Yeah. And they'd be like, by the way, I'm Muslim. Exactly. <laughs> you, and see, you don't take offense to it. Once again, respect, right? You, 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 I've, I've had a manager at work. I used to work at Lowe's. You know, I'll come back to Brandon here, but you know, predominantly guy grew up in a, you know, grew up privileged white neighborhoods. You know, probably never, never even encountered a Muslim. The whole perception of a Muslim is, you know, bearded, brown-skinned men, right? It's not the, it's not the perception. It's not what it is. Um, but needless to say, he started talking about it and all this, and I was quiet because he was my boss. Was, I was quiet. I was 19 years old, right? And I say anything, you know, this guy was maybe like 20, like 30, 31. 
and he's always like we're working together like you know just talking and he's just like talking about stuff like not nothing like hurtful but enough to like kind of like push my buttons yeah. a little bit you know and i told him i just finally just told him because i was just tired of hearing it i'm like you know I was, hey man i was like you know i'm muslim right his face got red oh no i didn't mean it like but i let him go on i wanted to really see what he thought <laughs> I really wanted to see how he actually felt and how he thought. And then, like, when I opened up to him, then he started, then, listen to this. Then it's like... He started asking you questions? Asking me questions. Like, why did it have to get to that? Like, why is your perception this? Why don't you just, you know, reach out to somebody or get online and just, like, if you're if you're so passionate about that because you're talking about it so long, like, open up about it. But needless to say, like you said, like, he didn't realize in that in that canoe... And then I watched, he's like, really? He's like, okay. He's like, man, tell me about a little bit. I think he was so respectful. Like, this, this guy, why he's so successful is because of, you know, how he was raised. You know, single family mom, you know, didn't have a dad growing up. Um, so, you know, he asked me questions. And, you know, we sat there and I, I started telling him, you know, how I grew up in Hamtramck, you know. And, and our coaches, <laughs> coach would always tell me, like, my college coach, like, I would come in there, you know, I was running gun, you know, yeah. three point. That's not how college is. And I would shoot threes. I would make it. And he would pull the whistle. Say, this is not him Tramick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, this is not him Tramick. We don't play that way, you know, like and that's all I knew though. But so I had to I had to adjust and change. It was hard for me, but I figured it out. It didn't take me very long. Um, but needless to say, we're in this canoe three hours. We get in there and like I said, the questions start going and, and we flip the canoe over. He <laughs> We saw two dogs coming from like it's, it's, it's you're you're in woods, right? And the woods are like this and two dogs just start coming and they're like we're right the, the the waters are taking you to the edge so we're getting closer to these dogs so they're like rabbit labrador retrievers they don't bite or anything like that but he got so scared he jumps out of the canoe and i'm left in there and you can't have this. as he's doing that i'm like i'm trying to like lift and i fall yeah. in and we end up falling into like i go underwater oh man like, I'm like, we have a life vest yeah. on so like now you're drenched sweat you know my coach comes they flip the canoe over and like we get back in there and we start just, like nothing happened like you're you're you're, you're infuriated you're going over you're like what the heck and then Brandon starts opening up to me and telling me about a little bit about his, you know, how he grew up. You know, it wasn't very different from us. It wasn't very different. And, you know, a memorable moment, man. Like, it, you know, we ended up finishing like fourth. And it was like maybe 12, 15 canoes. Like, I finished. My whole shoulders were dead. My body was sore. I was exhausted. But that moment, like what our coach did for us, like he said, he, and we, he didn't tell us this before, but he's like, what did you learn from your teammate? And there wasn't, like, many, many of them were just, like, you know, just joking around in there, just having those conversations, not really saying anything. But me and Brandon had a lot to say about what we did. Yeah, and how and, you grew up. And, and how, how, how our perspectives were. And he, he, to this day, like, you know, he knows, I'm sure he knows a lot more. He's in Utah right now. So hopefully he'll spread that knowledge out there yeah. to his people. Cause you know, man, you brought up a great situation. And I, now that you had me thinking about my memory, I want to do two quick ones. And, and number one. Um, you know, in college, I remember first day I moved into my dorm. Uh, my 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 uh, was that me? Oh, dang, I probably hit my phone or somebody. No, not me. I hit my. I went in my dorm and my roommate walks in and he had a Confederate flag in his in his whatever, his uh one of his bags or whatever you want to call it. Okay, and I was like, oh damn. You know, it's going to be interesting, okay? And, and we, we were, you know, respect. Always show respect. I don't care what you are, who you are. I would be respectful. So over time, obviously, he got to know me. And then he started asking questions. Like, this is October now. We're, we're, you know, we're getting to know each other. I got really close with my, 
you know, uh, people that are on the floor, those were the people I ended up living with. My roommate and I, you know, we had an okay relationship. You know what I'm saying? He's a little different than those guys. But what I'm trying to say is, so eventually I started to do some freelance writing for our college newspaper, and then there was this commenter that commented and was being very disrespectful to Muslims. And then he tells me that. So I go back to my dorm. He's like, hey, did you see that comment under whatever cause? Like, yeah. I was like, it's no big deal. I mean, it's, it's what's expected, I told him. I was like, like you know, it's, it comes with it. He was like, no. Like, this is in January now. So, like, he's known me for, like, four or five months, all right? He's like, it's bull crap. He actually started tearing up defending me as he started typing away, like, three paragraphs of how, de- like, just defending what it is that we do how he like he's been living with me and he knows the person that I am you know it's all this stuff and I, I swear to you he was crying as he was typing it away like mad tears like he was so mad and and never would have thought that that would be the situation you know until this day you know I see you know we're friends on social media and stuff but now with the people that I actually grew up with and lived with I mean I lived I don't want to say grew up with lived with in college um, going back to your story you kind of mentioned it uh, so, you know, one of my friends, his parents used to always tailgate. Every Saturday football game, they tailgated. The first Saturday we went there, you know, we get there. Obviously, man, the best tailgates, by the way, man. Shout out to them, man. I, you know, kudos to them, bro. They always had food on the tables, ready to go. But there was no uh, beef, okay? But they had fruits, they had snacks, they had cheeses. I did not say a word, Zach. You know what I'm saying? I didn't say a word, you know? I was snacking, thinking like it's a blessing of a situation. Yeah. I'm snacking. Feeling good, but they realized that I didn't. So the mom came up to me. It was like, "Why don't you get some, you know, salami sandwich?" They call it, they call them. Uh, man, I forgot what was their line. The salami sandwiches. But uh, I was like, oh, yeah. you know, I didn't even really say it. Right. And then Respect. her son, jokingly, was like, "Mom, you know he doesn't. You know he doesn't eat it. You know." And then she got so embarrassed. Not us. This was my freshman year. For four years, I had my own separate table at their tailgate with Muslim beef. Halal foods to eat. That's amazing. For the next four years. Wow. Respect. Not just Eric Ratonia. That's he's one of our co-hosts on the Fantasy Guys. His parents. Shout out to Eric Ratonia, man. Like it wasn't just ne- the next week. It was the next four years. Not as hey, is Omar coming? Okay. They would always ask like on Thursday. Make sure that I'm I'm gonna be there. Or, are you guys coming this week? Okay. Is Omar like are y'all coming this week? Because once we started, you know, getting older. Started doing our own things, you know, on, on Saturdays. But, right. you know, they used to always check in to make sure if we were coming, they'd have stuff ready. If we were coming, they'd have stuff ready, man. So it's like, you know, and, and like to me, man, that's the kind of stuff like people don't do that. People don't do that, you know. So, I, you know, we appreciate those kind of moments, man. You know? People don't care how much you know until they know how much you really care. That's true. And you know that's 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 care from that lady. You know, yeah. respect much and respect parents, and the, the parents, dad, Mark yeah, Antonio. for sure. Shout out to Mark. You know, as his dad, absolutely uh, appreciate him as well. It's lost art, man. Lost art that people yeah. actually, you know, that's how my mom is. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure yours is too. And yeah, all, all, sure. all, you know, just how you raise and that's a respect thing at the end of the day. And like I said, she probably didn't know. She didn't know. Yeah, she didn't know. She didn't know. She didn't know who was going to be coming. She didn't know the situation. But I'm telling you, after that, it was, it was, it was that's awesome. That. Yeah, man, that's great awesome. people. Great people. Uh, believe it or not, this show is already flying passes. We're over an hour. We usually do like an hour show. All right. So I want to say funniest moment. If anybody has any funny moments, quickly want to share any funny moments. Uh, for me, that's what I was going to say is Vincent. All right. Shout out to Vincent. All right. <laughs> Shout out I, I think Vincent. I talked to you guys about this. This is like one of my favorite days of middle school of my whole life. Uh, I think I mentioned this story to you guys maybe before. But long story short, so recently, you know me, I was a big Madden player when I was a kid, middle school. Uh, big Madden guy. Big Madden. I love Madden, okay? And 
So me and Vince used to talk mad smack to each other. I was Xbox, he was PlayStation. Long story short, Kashishko Middle School had a uh, uh, a Madden challenge happening to win a PlayStation P PSP. Remember PSPs came out? Oh my god. Right? Do I? So I was like, oh man, we had like a game, we had something. I no matter what couldn't go. I, I remember I was so mad that I couldn't go, but I couldn't go. I don't know if we had a game. I don't know what the situation was. Because I think it was during baseball season. Vince ain't playing baseball. But long story short, I couldn't make it. Vincent played in the tournament. He won it all. And so he comes back to the next day in class. He's the champ. He's the boss. He's the man. So we start talking mad smack again. And I was like, you know what? I was like, but I knew that the system matters. I was like, I was like, either you're going to borrow my Xbox or I'm going to borrow your PlayStation. I was like, we borrow for a week and then we're going to show up and we're going to play. Okay? Like that. So he gave, me, he gave me his PlayStation. So for a week, I was playing on the PlayStation to make sure I got everything ready to roll. And I kept warning him about, you know, I found my team. It was the Broncos. I don't know what year. It was like 06. So I like the Broncos. They were solid. So uh, I kept mentioning it to him. I was like, yo, man, I don't know why, man. Like, with this kick returner, like, dude, like, I be scoring touchdowns. Like, it's rare to score touchdowns on kick return in a video game. But I was like, bro, like, it's weird. Like, for that week, I scored like four touchdowns on kick return. I'm like, I don't, like I'm hitting the holes perfectly. Like, I don't know what it is. I, I was telling him about that. Long story short, we meet, we play, go to his house. His mom, by the way, gives us food. This is like moment, like these moments, memory forever. You know what I'm saying? So when we're in his room now, we're playing the game. I can't tell you the anxiety level is so high, by the way, because, you know, you talk mad smack. You know, we're back and forth, back and forth, not as this back and forth. It's like the fourth quarter. I think he just kicked the field goal. I think he's up by five or something. He kicks it off, and I swear to you, I get the ball, and I'm like, all right, I got to do this. I bust the hole open, Nottis, and I score on a kickoff return touchdown. Oh, my God. I'm going crazy. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Like, it even hit me until I, like, actually had the ball, and I'm running. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I got to score. Like, I can maybe score here. Because it was a rough game. It was like it was in one of those nasty field goal games. Like, we were kicking field goals. Yeah, you know? he's a good player, yeah, too, he's right? he's a great player. Yeah. He scored. I scored on a kickoff return. I remember Vincent snapping, <laughs> and it was so funny because he's snapping, and his mom was like, "What you yelling for?" Like, and he was so mad, like, and I'm laughing. I'm going crazy in his room, like I'm silently screaming. Then I remember Zendani was with me, by the way. Zendani, I'm smacking his head, hyping up. I'm going crazy. I end up stopping him, and then you know me, I ran the ball out, and he was so mad. You really gonna do that? You really gonna run the clock out? <laughs> and Vincent and I can imagine oh, talking, man. man. His voice is just makes it even more funnier. Yes, and what made that day most memorable, though, is that later on there was a varsity basketball game. I was in middle school. My brother was a senior, Moti. Uh, I remember they beat Clarenceville. Clarenceville had two D1 players. Uh, I remember uh, a couple players dunked from Clarenceville that game. So it was like, you know, when kids dunk. So it was just a great day overall. But I'm trying to upset them. You know, wow. Clarenceville was the number one seed in the Metro Conference. I'm telling you, like, they were, you know, I think they won districts that year. And then Hemtramck was like the 8th, 7th seed. Uh, it was a regular season game. It wasn't yeah. a playoff game, but they upset them. So, like, you know, Hemtramck was hyped that day. It was just a good day. But is that, is very that, good day. Yeah, that, very good day. Is that Vincent from Tatsmada? No, no, no. You don't know this Vincent. You've never met him yet, but great Always kid. smiling, man. Always I, sees you. He'll start laughing right away. Great guy, man. So let me tell you this. Quick funny story, right? Vincent fasted during Ramadan one day. I invited him over to the house. He had dinner with the family. Oh uh, you might remember this. You probably were too young. Uh, but I remember he came over the house. We had dinner together. He fasted when we were in middle school. I remember he said, I want to try it out. And he fasted, man. He fasted the whole day. I remember he fasted the whole day. He came to the house and we broke our fast together and stuff like that. Who would do that? Who would? Do you guys know anybody that would do that? What, fast? Well, that's not Muslim. 
Middle school, by the way. Yeah, not so middle really school. really Ramsey. Yeah. You should ask Ramsey because in high school, kids are, yeah. you know, they, they, they know that fasting is like good for their health nowadays. So like, people might look into it. But middle schoolers think about that. Like he was in middle school. I, and I remember some. Diversity. No. I don't. They were nah, not fast yeah. Like, you don't know what they're doing after school, though. Yeah. You know, they, bro, they drinking water. Yeah, they're for sure <laughs> drinking water. <laughs> yeah, they might not eat, but they might drink some water yeah, or something. That's, that's for not... sure. That's for sure, man. So That's awesome. That's a great story. Yeah, man. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show so far. I mean, you know, I know people are watching and we're going to eventually watch, man. It's been a great conversation, but we do want to keep it rolling, all right? And now is the questions game, Nadis. This is where the competitiveness that you talked about, all these guys are competitive over here. Right? Uh-oh. It gets serious around here. So what happens is I ask a question that these guys have no idea about, but it's what we talked about here, all right? And you have to hit the buzzer, not that's, that's the that's the clear that's the clear. Oh, he put the water bottle down. You better be ready. <laughs> yeah. Look, you used to act like he calm right now, man. You but, put you the button closer to <laughs> me. <laughs> so long story short, uh, you hit the buzzer. You get the answer wrong. It's minus point. You get it right. It's a plus one. They do keep score. I believe Zach and Ali are in the lead now. If I'm correct, three to two. Uh, Yusuf and Ramsey got two, but you are representing Ali uh, right now. So you are with Zach's team, and it's Ramsey and Yusuf. So Ramsey and Yusuf versus Zach and Nadas. Let's right? do it. Here we go. All right. So questions have to deal with circle the stuff that we talked about. I try to ask questions about what we talked about. All right. You ready? You gotta wait till the question finished. By the way, you hit the buzzer too early. Where you want the Where you want the buzzer at? I want to be fair. Yeah, he, man, you just lean over, man. You just trying to be nice right now. You just gonna use that excuse. You just gonna be like, oh, I couldn't reach. Yeah, yeah. I don't, right. I don't want no excuses, right, man. <laughs> you gotta let the question finish. Make sure you let the question finish. All right. Keeping a diverse circle of friends can really help with what? The word starts with the letter N. I just buzz it. The buzz it. It starts with an N. Repeat the question. I swear, I forgot. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I can't repeat the question, Zach. That's why you don't hit the buzzer, man. You can get it repeated. Not you. These guys can get it repeated because they can steal the question. You can repeat the question, bro. Do you know the answer? No. Oh, okay. I I, I said this word. Can you repeat the question? No, you repeat the question. <laughs> I, I don't remember. You have to repeat the you question. Yusuf and Ramsey, are you allowing them to repeat the question? Yes, no, no. yes, bro. No, I, I see what I'm lie. saying. We don't repeat you, the question. Yes, you can. All right, Ramsey, I can ask you to repeat the question. Ramsey and Yusuf, are you ready? Oh, if we get it wrong, it's no. By the way, Zach, you gotta say something because you are gonna no matter what get the minus point. You bro, should never hit the buzzer, Zach. Okay. Listen, you know the rules, Zach. Don't be okay, I to heard the up. question and I forgot it. Can you repeat oh, it? No, no. no. You can, okay, can you repeat it and give me three seconds? Oh. No. no, you can't repeat the question. Why well, can't you not repeat you the question? Never hit the buzzer. That but I knew it because I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it and I forgot. It. Come on, Zach. Come on, that's the end, bro. Oh man, give me time limit, Five. What up? Don't say hello though. Okay. Three seconds. Just put your hands up. Uh. The negotiations? Oh no, negotiations? No, it's not. All right. The question was: Keeping a diverse circle of friends can really help with what? Starts with the letter N. Remember, I said this word. That's what I was trying to tell you guys. Remember, these questions are based probably off of what I. I come up with these questions before the show, not during the show. So, does anybody know the answer? Letter N. N. I don't even know. Networking. Network. I would have never guessed that. Hey. All right, well, anyways, plus one. Well, it's minus one for these guys. Minus one. Here we go. Number two. We'll get the next one. This ethnicity's flag have the colors blue and yellow with white stars. Bosnia. Yeah, Bosnia. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, 
No, no, he didn't, yeah, bro. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't, bro. No, he wasn't. His arm was up, bro. Nada's got it. Nada's got it. Nada's got it. Come on. Come on. Zero, zero. Zero, zero. Because they were at minus one, now they got that plus one. So this is the final question for the final win, all right? Remember, I said this answer. I come up with these questions before the show. I don't know what these guys are going to say, so I come up with these questions basing off of what I'm going to say. Hamtramck has over blank ethnicities when I was in high school. 20. 20 is the answer. Got the W, Novice, and Zach. <laughs> yeah, it's over. That's three questions, That's three questions bro. Come on, man. He's dizzy. Oh, my God. Man. Three questions. Congratulate. We'll give you guys a round of applause if somebody was back there. But, yeah, we can do it right here. They got the W. Ramsey's like, I'm just here so I don't get fined. That's what Ramsey's there. He's just chilling, all right? So that's our questions game segment. We want to have a little bit of fun. And then now we have the four bar slash word of the day where we give you a word. You know, maybe you maybe did not know. Not as being the uh, researcher that he has been throwing in that word with a couple of his answers. I got a question. Yeah. I hope it's not about questions, game. It is. All right, here we go. So what's the point of getting them a negative one? So that they're at a negative one. If they do get it right, they're back at zero. No, but you're supposed to be up two zero. How's that? What? How are we going to be negative one and you get a point? You're supposed to be up two to win the game. All right. Anyways. Anyways. Okay, so if it's anything, they don't get a negative one. They're at zero. They didn't get a point, and then they got the last point, so they still got one. You don't get the point because they didn't get the point. I know. Yeah, it's one zero. They won. Another question. No, it's three questions. Whoever's up at the end. Oh, All right. All right Here we go. <laughs> word of the day is demeanor. Shout out to demeanor. Uh, the word is demeanor refers to a person's behavior towards other people. It is usually used in singular, so basically it's someone's demeanor, specific persons. So that is the word of the day. It looks like I don't think anybody has bars. So who wants to maybe put that word in a situation or a sentence? Does anybody want to uh, get that going? Ramsey, do you have something right quick for us, Ramsey? Uh, demeanor? Do you have a good demeanor? No. In what situation? Like, like when you're meeting someone. All right, you should have a good demeanor when you're meeting somebody. Is that? Yeah, like you should have every new person you meet should have like a good positive demeanor. Don't ever, you know, before you even meet them, don't ever think negative about them. You know, because you don't know, you know. It should always have a good demeanor in anything. You know what I'm saying? All right, Yusuf, you want to put that in a sentence or a situation? Same thing with Zach said, He's mad he lost. Nice. It's okay. Um, <laughs> Go ahead, Nadia. Uh, demeanor, uh, demeanor to me is, you know, how you walk, how you act, and how you carry yourself. Yeah. Um, how you shake a man's hand. I like that one the most, honestly. Yeah. Looking him dead in his eyes, shake his hand. That's, that's a demeanor to me. Um, People look at that, by the way. They do, big time. That's a small, that's a small thing that I, I learned growing up. You People, shake somebody's hand really soft. You lost respect. I mean, I, I not lost respect, but it's like, you know. it's like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, respect. You're, you're yeah, yourself. I don't you want to say man up because women should also probably do the same thing as absolutely, well. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it's more like a like demeanor. Really, it's something that you should definitely carry with yourself. And there's something that you need to know. Look somebody in the eye when you shake them hand and shake it with a firm handshake. Uh, because it could go a long way. Literally, I had recently a, uh, the principal. I tried to get a kid to come to our school, Hanley, uh, and uh, the principal was like, "Let's meet him." She's like, "Make sure you tell that kid to look me in my eye and shake my hand when I do meet him." Like she tried to give me a hint to him to let him know, like that's what we want to see. Who? All right, the kid. I just said that. Uh -huh. Yeah. So, all right, here we go. My four bars. You know me. I try to have some bars. I call them Dr. Seuss bars. All right, Dr. Seuss bars. Here we go. All right. Some of you young bucks need to change your demeanor. Rocking around like some little baby, baby, babies, Justin Bieber. Ooh. 
Y'all think no one is watching, but everyone sees what you do. The way you carry yourself says a lot about you. So make sure you walk with confidence and be stern when you speak. And don't ever let anyone take your kindness as a way of being weak. Simple. I love that. I love that. Vocals. That was amazing. Vocals were not there. <laughs> that was amazing. What did you say? Vocals the vocals there. were not there. The beaver was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. John, have a little bit of fun uh, with that. Uh, and believe it or not, we are now Weekend Motivation on us. going to record that. Before we do that, though, I uh, just want to say... How can you follow us? Subscribe to our page, YouTube, Oz Media. You can follow us on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and, and TikTok under Oz Media. You can listen to the show later on Apple and Spotify podcast under Oz Media. You can call us, Future Reference, Future Shows, 313-306-1750. Shout out to our sponsors. Yusuf, if you want to go ahead and get ready to uh, close out the show as well. Uh, shout out to our sponsors, the Balkan House, Hanley International Academy, Kahwa House, and BC Adhesives. We really do appreciate all four of those sponsors. Uh, really, uh, really want to uh, give them those shout outs as well. So, like I said, we end the show with some weekend motivation. Uh, shout out to Nadis. I'm going to go ahead and uh, get this camera ready for you, Nadis. Uh, make sure we get this recorded as well. Uh, waiting for Yusuf to go ahead. And then, Nadis, uh, leave us off with some weekend motivation. Tell us how we can inspire others for this uh, weekend and, and for time to come. Yeah, um, you know, I, I talked about this, you know, when I originally came here, um, you know, and I told all, the, all this, you guys, the way you carry yourselves every single day, the way you, um, you know, respect others is going to go a long way. Um, I, I always tell people, you know, in my, in my professional opinion, um, in my exp experiences, your, your motivation should come to a why, right? What is your why every single day when you wake up, right? Um, not every day is going to be easy. You know, not every day is going to be, you know, the most, you know, happy and peaceful and, and you know, prosperous. But um, you always have to have a why on why you're doing what you're doing. You know, if you want a goal, achieve that goal. Chase it. You can do it. You know, it's possible. You know, you score 25, 30 points um, at a middle school age. I've never done that, you know, and I played college ball. You could be the next best Yemeni player in the NBA. Little things like that um, that I, you know, just little things it's the details so that's what really um i think should motivate people to go further for sure give that a round of applause yusuf we appreciate that uh Nadis, thank you so much for those amazing words and and first of all thank you for a great show man great show great conversation you know great, it was like we show. got a chance to catch up as well man great guy right here Nadis, and uh we appreciate you for coming on um you know we this is what it's all about honestly i try, try to tell people like this is when my vision of doing everything was to have conversations with people to bring back people that you know i grew up with and then had conversations with back then you know and to share and to share and hopefully inspire thank so, you for having me i appreciate it man it means a lot for sure nope great job man keep up the great work any final comments you guys want to say zach and ramsey great show you know great guests you know thank you we appreciate you for you know coming on and having a good time yep for sure for sure ramsey thank you for uh doing i mean uh for being here as well all you guys ramsey yusuf and zach again this was season two episode 17 of the movement the movement uh we were officially live and i hope you enjoy this show we'll be back again next week we got another person uh, i believe it's nicky gonna be coming back next week so he's coming in with another passionate young man who's hopefully going to be drilling these young 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 individuals young folks uh, about life and and uh, talking to them more about the education side of things. So looking forward to that. Um, hope you guys enjoy it. Um, have a good one. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you all next week.